0: Block Talk Radio. Well, good evening,
1: and welcome to Life's Uncertain Journeys Blog Talk Radio broadcast for Tuesday, August the 20th, 2019. I am your host Nadine Davis, and I'm broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina. Currently, our broadcast can be heard throughout the United States and in the Dominican
0: Republic, Nigeria, Chechnya, Norway, and South Africa. People
1: are actually listening to this broadcast from these places, and I'm so amazed at what the Lord is doing. Tonight, we are continuing our conversation, discerning the signs of our times. Our Lord in his day had to chide
0: the organized religious establishments, and I'm inspired to follow his pattern of discussion. He asked the religious leaders of his day, How
1: was it that they had no problem? Understanding the signs given in the sky regarding the weather, but they could not discern the signs of their times. We're going to discuss the ramifications of that question shortly. But for those of you that may be listening for the first time, I would like to welcome you to the broadcast. We broadcast here every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m., and we are so happy that you could join us today. This broadcast was birthed after I wrote my book of the same name, Life's Uncertain Journey. I was commissioned by God to write this book to share the testimony of my personal encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ and With the enemy of my soul After dragging my feet for almost 25 years I finally obeyed the Lord and wrote the book My obedience brought blessings As the Lord began to open doors For me to share my testimony And lo and
0: behold This broadcast was one of those doors I would now uh, like to um, share that uh,
1: my husband and I uh, are just returning from taking three of our granddaughters back to Maryland. They had been with us for the week, and it was such a precious
0: time. However, they are growing so. Far fast. Boy, the next time I see them,
1: I mean, they look like women. I mean, it's just just too fast for me. I'm missing my, my babies, but they're not babies anymore. But I thank God for them. And they serve as a constant reminder of why I come on the broadcast week after week to share my story.
0: Because you see, Long before they were even thought of, I was a young woman destined for destruction. Had God not intervened in my life at that time, I would never have lived to know that I would even have grandchildren because the enemy of my soul attempted to snuff me out. He talked me into attempting suicide. And because I had no truth, which we're going to talk about later, I wound up falling for his lies. Not once, not twice, but three times. But God Those two little words always bring me to tears. But God, I believe, are the two words that are at the heart of the gospel. The scripture reads, But God, being so very rich in mercy,
1: because of his great and wonderful love, with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor
0: and mercy, we have been saved from God's judgment. That's the amplified version of Ephesians 2 verses 4 and 5. But this
1: is why I'm on the airways every week. But God. I'm compelled to tell it. I can't help myself. It's like finding a gold mining. and wanting to share it with the world. There's just so much that I just can't keep it to myself. I am alive today Able to enjoy relationships with my family, my kids, my grandchildren, because
0: of that but God statement. I did nothing to deserve being treated like
1: that. As a matter of fact, I had washed my hands of God and anything that reminded me of Him. I was a rebel. After my mom died, I wanted
0: nothing to do with God. As far as I was concerned, He wasn't real. Yet, he pursued me. He came after me simply because my mom asked him to. You don't understand. I wasn't searching for him. I wasn't trying to change my hellish life. I liked it. As far as I was concerned, sin was all right with me. And that's what the world thinks today. What's wrong with sin? Well, ignorance will cause you to
1: ask a foolish question like that. Only the knowledge of the truth can provide you with real perspective. That's what the gospel
0: message is about. It brings divine perspective into our ignorance. You get to see things without the blinders over your eyes.
1: Because 2 Corinthians 4.3 says that even if our gospel is hidden, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine
0: unto them. Beloved, that was me. That was many of you. That is the majority of the world's population. We have blind folk, leading blind folk all around the world. But God. Yeah, this, this
1: broadcast was birthed So that I could share my story
0: and possibly win some to the kingdom. I am a witness and I have a testimony to share with the world.
1: You know, Jehovah told Israel in Isaiah 43, 10. He told them that you are my witnesses, said the Lord. And my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me.
0: I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. You see, we are to be witnesses to this world that God is real. We are the evidence that God has provided to them to proclaim his goodness and his glory.
1: Then, when you get over into the New Testament, in the book of Acts, you will find
0: Jesus following in the footsteps of his father as he proclaims to his disciples. He said, but you shall receive power after
1: that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That's us, beloved,
0: if indeed we are his disciples. We have been given the power to be witnesses for him. And you know what? He backs us up. If there is anyone listening to this broadcast tonight that would like to know more
1: about this powerful gospel and how to become an effective witness for Christ, please feel free to email me at life's uncertain journey at gmail.com. That's Life's Uncertain Journey. That's Life's with an S. S is in Sam. Life's Uncertain Journey at gmail.com because we would love to connect with you. Proclaiming the gospel, providing strength, encouragement, and inspiration is what we do on this broadcast. And I'm not the only one. Our co-hosts that join me from time to time, they also help spread this good news of the gospel. And I'd like to just check to see if any of them are on the broadcast tonight and are free to, to say hello. If you are, please feel free to do so. Hey, everybody, it's Alicia. And um, Alicia.
2: I'm looking forward to a fruitful <laughs> a hey. conversation this evening like hey. usual. Um, welcome to anyone who's new. And hello
1: again to those who are regular. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, sweetheart. I appreciate that. Yeah, we um, we desire to be used of God to share our story. Um, you know, we don't have perfect stories either. You know, we have issues just like everybody else do. As a matter of fact, just this past weekend, um, you know, I I don't know. I really believe that I I allowed the enemy to convince me of another one of his lies. And I, I just was blown away at how quickly he was able to convince me of something that wasn't true. But beyond that, my believing him. I mean, I know the gospel. I know the truth. And I cried out to God. I said, Father, what was that? What's going on here? How in the world did that happen? And as I, you know, look at the situation in retrospect, as I believe the Holy Spirit has uncovered to my heart and helped me to understand, listen. Between now and the time that the Lord comes to take us home, we're going to have some hiccups. We're going to make some mistakes, some missteps. But the thing is how we respond. Are we able to go to Christ? Are we able to yield? Are we able to humble ourselves? Or do we hold fast to whatever lie the enemy has given us and let it just take complete control of us? You see, that's what his plot is. He gives you the lie, and then once you embrace his lie, it then gets in your head, and the next thing you know, it's all inside your body, and you've got this conversation that you can't seem to stop about what somebody said or did or whatever it is like that. And it's like a a, a snowball ro- rolling down down a hill that just keep going faster and faster and getting bigger and bigger, you know, until the next thing you know, you hit a wall. But God has given us a means to uh, recover ourselves sometimes when we're tempted and when the enemy is lying to us because he's trying to get us all riled up so that he can use us, so that he can use us to hurt other people, so that he can use us to not uh, uh, glorify God. Whatever his purpose is, you can can believe me, it's not good. But I thank God that, um, I thank God for the lesson. I thank God for um, uh, uh, providing me the opportunity to see that, you know, I have not arrived. My heart is turned toward him. I love the Lord, but I am still yet in this flesh. That's what God's grace is all about. His unmerited favor is extended to us to give us room because he knows we're going to mess up. He knows that already. We may not believe it, but, but that's what's going to happen. But beloved, with every encounter with the enemy, Every attack that he brings against us, God expects us to get stronger and stronger. We'll be so uh, stealth that we'll see the enemy before he even gets up on us and be able to deflect his fiery darts long before he gets up on us. It's a process, but we can get there because we've got the victor in us. The one who defeated Satan lives in us. And believe me, he's standing there and he's there to bring the victory to reality in our lives so that we don't become condemned, that we don't, you know, uh, wind up uh, feeling guilty or, you know, the Holy Spirit, of course, will convict us that we either did or said something wrong, but it's not for the purpose of condemning us because as new creatures in Christ, there is no condemnation, okay? Condemnation comes when you're trying to hide stuff when you're trying to be be sneaky, you see, because you can't hide nothing from God, no way, so it don't work, but yet and still your heart is impacted because you're trying to withhold things, you're trying to uh, conceal things. John said, you know, condemnation is this, that people love darkness because they know what their deeds were dark, they try to hide them, keep them in the dark. They don't want to come out in the light, but beloved, step into the light step out into the light, let God just reveal the whole shebang, you know, if you messed up, just say I'm sorry, apologize, and move on. That's our um, heritage as children of light, that we don't have to worry about condemnation and guilt and shame and all that stuff coming on us, especially if we stay in the light. I want to take this moment um, to uh, ask uh, Alicia if she would not mind um, praying, opening up our broadcast tonight with prayer. Do you mind, Alicia? I know you don't. Not at all. I'd be honored to. Thank so you, let's dog. look
2: to the Father, Heavenly Father. We first acknowledge you, Lord, in all yes. that you do and are. And we thank, thank you, God, for being our one and true God. And, Lord, mm-hmm. we just thank you that you are the King of kings, Lord of lords, and that you chose us to be yes. your children, you, Lord. Lord, so you didn't have to do it. And as thank Nadine you. said, but God, thank you, Lord.
3: Thank you. And we
2: just <clears throat> confess our sins to you, Lord, those that are mm-hmm. seen and known and those that are not, that private. And we ask mm-hmm. for forgiveness that you so freely give. And again, thank we you. thank you for your grace and mercy, Father. And Lord, we are just grateful for this opportunity tonight to come together yet again mm-hmm. To encourage, lift each other up and bring forth your word and will. Thank you, Lord. Father. We just pray that everyone on the broadcast gets just what they need to be just who you made them to be and do what you created them to do, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for this time, and we don't take it for granted. We invite you into this, service, this, this time, mm-hmm. Lord, and that we would hear your voice through yes. everyone that speaks. In Jesus'
1: name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, sis. Praise God. My
2: pleasure. My pleasure.
1: Hallelujah. I know. I know. He is so wonderful. But um, this uh, broadcast is a Christian broadcast, and it is interactive. We broadcast with the distinct purpose of glorifying God, sharing the gospel and encourage our Encouraging our listeners to follow Jesus. Our broadcast is interactive in nature because I don't have all the questions. I mean, all the answers. But there are others that broadcast that God uses to share their revelations, testimonies, and their personal encounters with the Lord of Glory. I encourage each listener to feel free to share what the Spirit deposits on your heart. Concerning our topic of discussion, the Word of God declares that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb, which has already been provided, and by the Word of our testimony. That's our part. That's the part we play in overcoming Satan in our lives. The Word of our testimony, which should be the testimony of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ coming to to life in us, we being the witnesses, we being the evidence of his victory over Satan. Hallelujah. So for those of you um, that may be interested in my book, it's available uh, online at Amazon.com. You can get it at Barnes & Nobles and my website, which is lifesuncertainjourney.org. So um, before we begin our topic of conversation on discerning the signs of our time, um, I would like to take out a couple of minutes just to give a shout out to my uh, moms and prayer sisters all around the world. Uh, we are located in 144 countries. Um, for many of us, especially here in the United States, the schools will be opening if they haven't opened already, and Um, There is a dire need for moms to come together and touch and agree in prayer for their children and for these schools. I mean, it is a dire need. Wickedness is running rampant. Darkness is all over the world. How can we not cover our children in prayer? So I thank all my sisters who will be uh, convening uh, very soon uh, at their different, different meeting locations and sites. Uh, We come together for one hour, one hour only a week, and we focus that one hour on praying for our children and praying for for their schools. I'd also like to um, say hey to my Keith family, YMCA Positive Mind, Body, and Spirit family. Uh, We meet at the Keith family YMCA here in Charlotte. Uh, this is a group of positive-minded individuals who love God and one another and who want to serve our community. We are thankful for our brother Jimmy Scott who started this uh, this ministry and who God continually uses to um, help us reach our full potential in, in Christ. We also have um, my Still Creek Church of Charlotte family that might be listening tonight. Um, we have three campuses here in Charlotte. Uh, pastor um, Calvin Smith is the lead pastor, and my pastor at my campus is uh, Dr. Um, Tom Bartlett. And we have um, Pastor Mike Walsh who are um, uh, guiding us and, and teaching us over there at the Arrow, um, not Arrowwood, at the Eastville campus. And we also have another campus in Berwick. Um I'd also like to say hello to our Love 3D family. Uh, One of our co-hosts, Minister Regina Garrett, um, she is the founder of this women's ministry. They meet every second Saturday uh, at the YMCA um, and uh, here in Charlotte at the uh, Keith Family YMCA. And uh, God is using that ministry um, profoundly to impact um, their community for Christ. Finally, we have uh, the Women Who Overcome Ministry team. Uh, currently, we meet the fourth Thursday of the month at, uh, at the Sweet Frog in Concord Mills because we're planning our upcoming conference. And uh, th- this group of women have um, agreed to come alongside me and help to uh, promote and to host this uh, prayer conference that we're looking um, for God to use for his glory, and I thank God for each and every one of them um, and look forward to um, our ministry together. My husband, along with his co-host, Booker Alexander, uh, they'd like to invite you to their broadcast every Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m., uh, entitled New Beginnings. Uh, They sponsor a chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Genesis. And they'd love to have you join them. Uh, The number for their broadcast is 657-383-1624. That's 657-383-1624. Finally, um, I would like to formally invite you to consider attending our 2019 Prevailing Prayer Conference taking place October 25th and 26th here in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can register on our website, uh, which is lifesuncertainjourney.org. My husband and I were um, uh, called by God back in 2017 to launch um, Charlotte Christian Fellowship, which is a 501c3 nonprofit um, outreach um, that proclaims the gospel and makes disciples. And we are pursuing, fulfilling that mission, um, even as um, a part of what we're doing with the Women Who Overcome Ministry, and uh, we have such a wonderful opportunity to see lives change and impact for the gospel um, through these outreaches. So if you have any interest in attending, by all means, like I said, you can go to livesoncertainjourney.org to register. I will also, um, I'm honored to have been asked to uh, be one of the speakers at the Heal Her Women's Retreat. It's a three day event that's focused on healing, loving, and forgiving. The retreat is for women who have suffered abuse, molestation, rape, or any other violation. It's not about the abuser, but it's for you to stand in your truth, use your voice. And free the chains that kept you bound. Um, I will be adding this event to my website tomorrow if you're interested in attending. Um, you can also find it on um, Eventbrite. Uh, it's called Heal the Heal Her Women's Retreat. The retreat is set to be private to protect your identity and confidentiality in a non-jun non-judgmental environment. It has happened to many, but few are able to share their story or get the support they need to move on with a happy and productive life. So you owe it to yourself, uh, not only to be free, to be whole and healed, but to attend this uh, retreat and let God minister to you through these women of faith. I'm now going to um, give our broadcast instructions and then I'm going to open our mics. For those of you that are listening via the internet, I need to let you know that we cannot hear your comments. And we would like to invite you to dial in so that you can join our conversation. The number is 29, I'm sorry, the number is 929-477-3427. For those of you who have already dialed in, although I'm opening our mics, I wanna please ask you to keep your phones muted Uh, That way we won't have any uh, background interference as we're having our conversation and talking about our our topic tonight. Um, Just remember that if you uh, do want to share, if you want to speak, um, you're going to have to remember to unmute your phone. As I mentioned earlier, this is an interactive Christian broadcast, and that means we all can participate. So please be encouraged to share any wisdom, revelations, or comments that uh, you may have. Um, we always we always expect that God will use can use any of us to uh, share a word of encouragement and truth. When speaking, if you want, you can tell us your name, or you don't have to. It's not it's not required, and it's totally up to you. So now um, I've got our mics open. Um, once again, please remember um, to keep your phones muted until you're, you you want to speak. Um, we are continuing this conversation that we started a couple of weeks ago about um, discerning the signs of the times. And what I want to do right now, I'm going to read a passage from Matthew. I'm going to be reading verse, uh, Matthew 6, verses 1 through 3. It says, now the Pharisees and the Sadducees came up and testing Jesus to get something to use against him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven which would support his divine authority. But he replied to them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, It will be stormy today, for the sky is red and has a threatening look. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but cannot interpret the signs of the times. Here in our day, hundreds uh, of years after Jesus left to go to heaven, We, too, are faced with this question. What have we discerned from what we are seeing in our day? And what sort of response do we have for it? Or should we have for it? Should there be a response from us personally? And if so, what what would it look like? Should the organized body of Christ also provide a response? And if so, what would that look like? These are the things we wanted to talk about tonight. We hear in the news all the devastating things that are happening all around the world. You've got China in an uproar. You've got, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, Russia uh, supposedly messing with our elections. We, we just don't know what to do all of the things that are going on around us, but we do know they're an indication (laughs) of something. So while the the, uh, mics are open, anybody, excuse me, that feels led, please feel free to share. And the question still remains, what have we discerned from what we are seeing in our day and what sort of response should we have?
3: <clears> hey <throat> Nadine, it's Rebecca. How are you? Hi Rebecca, I'm doing good, sweetheart. Good. Hi everybody. Um, you know, the Bible clearly tells us, you know, what to not everything, but what we should be expecting um as mm-hmm. it comes closer to the time that Jesus is coming. Absolutely. And um yeah, you know, and you're seeing these things. Um you know and and I think our responsibility as as Christians is to are to be intercessors um in our prayers, yeah. you know for all the situations yeah. that are going on, um like you do with the prayers, moms and prayers, you know, yeah. um, just everything, the government, and you know I mean, but you know, we also need to stop with the media. Because the media is lying, um, you know, mm-hmm. we can go to Christian news and get the truth. There's so much that we do not get to hear about um, right. from the media, you know, great things that are going on, the things yes. that you know that prayer is being answered um, with our Lord. And, you know, yes. we have the victory regardless of what's going to mm-hmm what's going on i mean there there's such an atmosphere of antichrist um yeah. going on and and again this is this is our responsibility to be, to be praying some of us are more doers you know physical doers um mm-hmm. which is absolutely wonderful um but regardless we can all come together um you know as as the church the people of you know of of Christ and um you know, it, it's easy to get sad or, or, or depressed or scared, but
4: you know yeah.
3: his word tells us, you know, these don't be afraid, these things are gonna happen, you're gonna see and you know what? We're getting raptured, you know? <laughs>
0: Hallelujah.
3: Yeah, amen. And um <laughs> yeah. you know, so still more work obviously for each of us, but um Yeah. But that that's my take on things. I mean you know, Very good. it's it's not a surprise to me. I don't like a lot of it. But I also mm-hmm. know that I see things that God is doing. And, yeah. you know, if we focus on those great things instead of all this, just uh, these lies, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. it just makes, you know, that's how I have to be because I refuse to get um, in the lies. I just yes. I don't believe it. You know, Satan yes. is a liar.
1: He is a liar. He is. Anyway, well, that's me. So that's Rebecca. My take I on it. Thanks, Rebecca. I agree. You're uh, Air is so very vital. To that, that to me is one of the most profound responses because it doesn't cost you anything. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't. You know, you know, you don't have to pay anything for it. You don't have to go anywhere. You know, you don't have to go through no big hoops to to pray because it's something that God has provided for us to be able to reach heaven. And you know, um, the other thing is that when I think about personally, uh, when I've, you know, the troubled times that we live in, uh, sometimes I I remember um, how things were with um Israel, when they were in Egypt,' I have been a pretty scene for them. I mean they were uh tormented by uh the Egyptians and uh put into um slave labor and those kinds of things you know they they had to live in the midst of all of that, but when God came to judge Egypt, you know. The Israelites, it's almost like Psalm, what is it? Psalm 91, he says, only shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Uh, So that they watched God bring uh, calamity after calamity against Egypt for their their king's hard-heartedness.
0: But you know what? None of it touched them. God still provided for Israel in the midst of chastening Egypt. So with all the
1: darkness and the flies and the bugs and the, you know, all of the things that God brought against Egypt, he still covered and protected his people. And I believe that we, we're also in that, uh, that same frame of mind um, mm-hmm. because we're God's children. We are his inheritance. And so I believe with all my heart that he I'm ninety one is our protective agent. We we covered. If we'll see a thousand fall at your right hand and ten thousand at your left, it won't come nigh you, you know. It's just not a part of our um our destiny as followers of Christ. So praise God. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Anyone else? Well, let me read this. Here was um here's a response uh that the world the response of the world before before our day And I'm reading um, Oh, don't tell me I didn't write the scripture down um, It says, but as the days of Noah were So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be For as in the days that were before the flood This is before um, the flood came Before the flood, they were eating and drinking Marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of man be. so what does does this say to us today about what we should or should not be doing in the face of all that we see happening in our day? Because no doubt, Noah, uh, while he was building that ark and trying to tell people it was going to rain, they looked at him like he was crazy. However, they went on with life as usual. They didn't stop doing what they were doing or
0: anything all the way up until the day that the rain came. Anyone?
4: Hey, Nadine, this is Carmen. Um. Hi everybody. Carmen. Hi. Um, I miss you. One of the things. <laughs> I miss you too. One of the things that we should not be doing, um, and and I I constantly hear people at work, you know, talking about this and that. Is one, we shouldn't doubt who God is. We know um, that His kingdom will come and trust and have faith in that. And two, we should not live in fear. Um, yes, are we diligent? Yes, God has always called us to be wise, but. Um, to to walk around fearful of you know people you know God is bigger and um, mm-hmm. so one of the things that you know I you know I, I always tell Christians is you know when I even when I hear it at church you know you know making comments about the media and, and how the world is I'm like but we know this and we are yep. faithful servants and we don't we don't fear nothing because you know what the devil is a liar and what he's what the devil is doing is okay. very tricky is he's using the media to p- try to put scales back in our eyes. But he has to understand that Jesus died and he is, just, he is just some joker that we don't even really have to pay attention to or, you know, be afraid of. And so we just don't have to live in fear. And that's the biggest thing right. is just walk in our victory and his glory and not fear. That's right.
1: That's right. Fear is, a not, fear is not a part of, of who we are that's That's what the other guy uses to manipulate us into doing his bidding. We have faith, we have faith in a God who has already proven himself mighty, and so just because things don't necessarily look like a bunch of roses all the time, that does not mean that God is not working. You know what I mean? I mean, what's his name? Jonah was in the belly of the fish. I don't think it was too rosy in there. But guess what? God brought him out. So the point that I'm making is, and along with you, uh, Carmen, I think uh, Rebecca pretty much said the same thing. Satan is a liar, and his desire is to draw us away from the truth. And therein lies the key, I think, to our ability to stand in the midst of all that we see, all that we hear. All that the world is whirling around, all of that has uh, is on the outside of of us because we are in Christ. We're not in the world. We're in Christ. So we're in a whole different territory. Even though we're, we're in the midst of this world, we are not a part of this world. What about this warning from our Lord? And it says, don't tell I didn't write that scripture down either. What's wrong with me? Um, this is from Matthew. Okay, Matthew twenty four. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, there's a whole lot of other things that Jesus tells them about the last days, But this was the very first thing that he wanted to impress upon them, and I want to impress upon us, that we don't allow anyone to deceive us. Because that is what the devil does. He lies to us so that he can deceive us and distract us from our purpose and our calling. Because if we're out of step with what God is trying to do in and through us, then guess what? That leaves room for the devil to do what he wants to do. And then the Lord goes on to say, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Now I have a question for you about this particular statement because um, I discovered that um, here in this um, passage, there's a comma after saying and it says for many shall say in my to come in my name saying I am Christ and um I heard somebody preach on this one time and they were saying that if you are a believer and somebody were to walk up to you and tell you that they're Jesus Christ,
0: would you believe him?
1: No. No, 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 no. So that's where this text or this particular passage kind of changes because anybody knows that if you are a believer, nobody's going to walk up to you and and tell you they're Jesus and you're going to follow them. However, it says There are going to be people coming in my name that are saying that I am Jesus the Christ, not saying that they are Jesus the Christ, but that are confirming that Jesus is the Lord. He's saying that there are going to be many people that are coming in his name that are going to be saying that Jesus is the Christ. And they will deceive many. So that's why there's this take heed that no man deceive you in the beginning. And as we go down to the next scripture, you'll understand why it is so very important that we have intact in our everyday Christian living a love for the truth. Jesus goes on to say, you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, but See that you don't be troubled. Don't let that bother you, as Carmen was saying. Don't you let fear creep you because you hear what's going on around the world, because quite a bit's going to be going on. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So as he goes on to explain about the famines, earthquakes, pestilence, and all the things uh, that are going to be taking place during that time period, um, he goes on to tell them that um, there's going to be betrayals in the body of Christ, that people are going to be easily offended. People are going to start hating one another. He talks about all the false prophets that are come up, going to come about and, and the deception that's going to be coming about. And he even begins to say that iniquity is going to run rampant. The love of many shall wax cold. And this love that he's talking about is not the world's love. He's talking about the love that we have for one another. Can you imagine that? That the love. Of Christ that is in our hearts. are shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Can wax cold.
0: Well that's what Jesus is warning his disciples about. But he says. He. That
1: endures.
0: To the end. That person. Will be saved. So.
1: Jesus is warning his disciples. That these things are about to happen, but I'm not. I'm not desiring that you allow any of this stuff to shake you. He goes on to say in um, 2 Timothy 3, one through 5, this thing. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boastful, proud, blasphemous disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heavy. Heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Now, this particular piece at the end, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, what do you think that means?
0: I think this one, (laughs) well...
4: (laughs) Um, because, um, it's, you know, certain seasons, but, um, not understanding the full power that we, that resides within us and, you know, and it's all boils down to, um, you know, faith and the level of faith. And I know that, and I've learned that, you know, faith not tested is not true. Because we can all run around and say, yes, we believe in God. We believe that his power, um, that he has the power to uh, perform miracles, to heal, you know. But if, it, if we were ever tested, will we ever believe? Okay. Do we trust, do we have that faith that he does have the power?
3: Give an example. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
4: Go ahead. About when you're talking about the testing. Mm Mhm. You said give you an example. Yeah, give an example if you would please. Oh sure yeah. Um, for example, just um, you know we hear of our loved ones who have cancer, right? Um, or friends and. Their their faith is so strong that they are just walking in victory. You don't even know that they're ha they that anything is wrong with them because they truly trust that God is you know still with them that he's still walking with them that if the, you know that he's going to heal their body and then there's some that can you know not, that level of faith is never you know they're not challenged with that type of um um you know, health reasons or, you know, being homeless, any of those big things that, you know, we don't really, I've never experienced somehow, but their faith has carried them through. There's going to be people that are going to be faced with so much because, um, you know, one day the dollar is not going to be worth anything. We're going to be throwing money in in the streets because it's not worth anything. So are we still going to stand and say we are, you know, we are followers of Christ, and have faith that he is still on his throne, even through those times. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: I I just wanted to know what difference of the faith that we're dealing with now versus when it gets much worse. That's where I was going with that. But, yeah, thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh,
2: Go ahead. I was I was it? gonna say something different. I was gonna say something different on when we talk about um having a form of godliness, but mm-hmm. you know, a form of godliness. And what but, I was gonna speak to is the uh you know, the you see everybody claiming to be a Christian, claiming, you know, like uh let's take the award ceremony and different things. It's in vogue now to right. claim God and thank Jesus. And, you know, they have a form of it, but they're not true believers. It's just what right. you do now, you know, or what, what, what it said, but is it really a part of, in your spirit, in your heart? Are you living it out? Or are you just saying thank God or my God or, you know, those kind of things with no real um, peace, for lack of a better word, behind it. And uh, that right. is what it said to me, having a form of godliness. You're not really trying to do this, walk this thing out. You know, and then if we, if, if we connect that with what was just said about faith, that's when the true testing comes. Okay, you can get up there and exactly. say, oh, thank God for this, and God did that. And then when your feet, the fire is underneath it, what do you do? Do you right. hold fast to that faith? Do you, give, you, do, you, do you fall on your knees and put it before him and then trust that he's going to take care of it? Even when, like Job, you're going through and everything is shaking all around you? And then do you, you know, do you get mad and do what Job's um, friend says, you know, just curse God and die, you know, or whatever, or is there really a God and why does he do this and poor me? Mm -hmm. Or do you stand firm in that faith and know that he is still in control and that it will be all right, even to the point of death, even to the point of death. So. That's what it said to me, having a form of godliness, meaning, yeah, you you claiming it. I heard, this is off a little bit, I heard uh, Steve Harvey claims Christianity and he praises God. And I like Steve Harvey, but um, the other day he said um, on a one to ten, he's about, he, he was just trying to be humble, but it came, if somebody didn't really know what he was talking about, they could be led astray. He said from a one to ten, he said he's a two Christian, like maybe at a two. You know, he doesn't have that strong faith. He doesn't, he doesn't have a strong prayer life. Again, probably, I said he was probably being quite honest. He was, he was, but the, he and he was being humble. And so that's my, you know, that's what I'm saying. He claims it very, very uh, publicly, and he's believable. And who, you know, I don't know who we are to judge, but it just it just struck me. I said, okay, I wonder how many people understand what he's saying. You know and, yeah. and and put if you turn that same test to yourself, where would you fall on that scale? Where would you mm-hmm. say you fall, and then where would others say you fall? and then the third
1: is where would God say you fall? Where do you really fall of what right you right? Well, the truth of the matter is when they talk to me when I hear the word having a form of godliness that that's something on the outside, some kind of outward expression right. or Appearance mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. some kind, mm-hmm. form or another, which to me kind of uh, kind of speaks to religion. You know what I'm saying? To being, mm-hmm. you know, want mm-hmm. all the boxes and, and all the right. other kind of things. You know, do does all of those things. Uh, but when they deny the power, uh, the power. Mm. Not talking about uh, strong arm power. You know, they're talking mm-hmm. about the inner power the power of the Holy Spirit from within us. And so when I think about, uh, you know, a, a people that say they love God and, and you know, that they're Christian and things like that, they say that out of their mouth. However, uh, when you watch them interacting, say with their mate, okay, and they're very domineering, they're very uh disrespectful they're very condescending you know mm. uh,
0: you, very selfish
1: in the, the relationship is about selfish. them yes yes very mm-hmm. selfish you see what i'm saying and so that, then that just upsets the opacorp for me because you know there's a lot of outward formalities going on but there's no inner power there is no self-control. Mm-hmm. There is no humility. There is no self-sacrificing. You know what I'm saying? You know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know we had the saying back in the day, you know, you treat me wrong. I can do bad by myself. You know what I'm saying? And I'll step away from this relationship like a drop of a hat, you know? So those kinds of uh, inner, uh, the power that is from within is, is, has an outward expression that you cannot deny. So, and then he goes on to say, "Turn away from them, kind of people." Let me read it to you in the amplified. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, "He said that um, hold, they hold to a form of outward godliness or religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith." Yeah. Avoid and mm-hmm. keep they don't do what time. they say. That's right. They 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 talk a good game, but their walk is flat mm-hmm. yeah. You see, so God is saying that in the last days, the days in which we are living, there are a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're there every Sunday morning, they're there every Wednesday, and all those kind of things. You know. But if you were to spend time with the, in their house with them for a little while, you'd see a thing or two, you know. <laughs> but uh, the truth of the matter is uh, that we strive and we desire to have truth, truth that comes from the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that produces the that, love. Huh? That reminds me of the um,
2: scripture, Nadine, that says that God is coming back for the true church. The, the one true church, there'll be some imposters, there'll be, you know, these people who are playing church, but so he's coming for the true church, meaning not not just, well, we know the church is not a building, but, you know, I mean, those who are true right. to him, as you just that's explained. Right. Those that's
1: what right. he's he coming for. That's right. That's exactly right. And then, um, the, before we get cut off, I just wanted to talk about 90 seconds. Huh? We're not going to get to it. I wanted to talk about 2 uh, Thessalonians because there's a strong uh, expression um, made about the end time, especially as it as it uh, speaks of the great falling away. So I think what we'll do is we'll just save that part for next week for you all to just, you know, read 2 Thessalonians and see what the Holy Spirit reveals to you about the claim that before Jesus shows up, before the Antichrist is even revealed, that the church is going to fall away from faith in Jesus Christ. Father God, we ask you in the name of Lord Jesus to speak to our hearts, Lord God, that you would guide us and that you would cover us. Lord, we want to please you. We want to do those things that bring glory to your name, and we need you to help us to do that. So, Father, as we yield ourselves to you, we ask that you would have your way. Have your way in our lives. Transform us, Father God, into the image of your son, that Mm -hmm. we would be like him, those who seek to please the Father and not ourselves. Thank you, Father God, for all the blessings and all of the Mm -hmm. um, the truths that came forth in our broadcast tonight. Bless every listener. In His name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all so much for joining
0: us tonight. God bless you. Good night. Thank you.